What's going on, everybody? Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerd Nostalgia, you're going to find Brian, Irvin, and Trey doing a trio episode where we review the movie, a cult classic with our boy Bruce Willis starring in it. It is none other than The Fifth Element. Great movie. Absolutely love it. It's just a timeless classic. And after years of trying to convince Brian to watch it, he finally did. All right, guys. Y'all know the drill. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about it. Help us grow this audience. Thank you so much. We love doing this. We love you guys. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by. Panzer Vore! Oh, and fuck you, Brian, with an I. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. I'm Brian, and here with me is Trey. Say hello, Trey. Hello. And Irvin. Buenos dias. Buenas tardes, senorito y senoritas. Thank you for joining us wherever, whenever you are as you listen to this episode. Today, I will be moderating what I can affectionately refer to as a circle jerk about a movie that I very recently saw called the fifth element what is the fifth element you ask well we're going to find out today trey tell me about your first time watching this movie and give us an overview about what it's about spoilers ahead spoilers ahead the fifth element i believe i first saw dude i don't even know we had it we definitely had it on dvd so it had to have been at home because it came out in 1997. And then around, so around 2000, 2001 is when we got our first DVD player. I remember that. And I think it was just one of the ones. So it had been out already for a couple of years and we picked up a copy of it and watched it for the first time around 2000, 2001. And just absolutely fell in love with the movie. My most memorable time watching it, though, was actually about 10 years ago, having watched the movie a whole bunch growing up. And when I was in college, we went and watched a midnight showing at the River Oaks Theater. Was this your first time seeing it in a in theater? A, in a theater. So Did that change your experience with it? Absolutely. Well, one, because they played the theatrical version and not the version that I guess the director's cut or whatever it was by the time that I got it on DVD. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a different experience. I was like, that's like, it not vastly different, but it's like, that's, I don't either don't remember that or this seems different or something like that. And I, I cannot tell you, you know, it's been 10 years since I saw it in, in a movie theater. Um, but it was it, like it was enough of a difference for me to to like notice um but it was really cool because i was able to sit down with a glass of scotch and kick back and watch it in the movie theater which is always a good thing so R- yeah. r.i.p river oaks theater right yeah 
I don't think they're going to make it. I think that they've lost their negotiation with the landowners or the property owners. But anyway, the um, well, let's let's have Irvin give us a spoiler full plot summary. Irvin, what is the fifth element about? Space. The final frontier. Space and aliens. And guns and taxis and multipasses and titties and and what else? Blue Chris Tucker and sleep pods and stewardesses that are super hot that put you to sleep and hook up with Chris Tucker. What else? What else happens in all that? All right, Trey, for those of us who have not already seen the movie <laughs> and therefore understand all of these cryptic references, what is a more, how do I put this, linear and detail-oriented description of the plot of the fifth element? So there is a legendary evil entity that circles about space and once every 5,000-ish years or something, it comes to Earth and tries to destroy it. There is a race of aliens. The, what were they called? I don't remember. I just remember uh, them in the Egyptian temple. Yeah, in the Egyptian temple. <laughs> With the credited Luke Perry, the mainline credited Luke Perry, that is only in the movie for that first two-minute scene. Yeah, yep has like four lines and half of them are professor 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 (laughs) anyway (laughs) sorry tangent but it doesn't it still doesn't make any sense to me he is he is in the build credits luke perry in the opening sequence but only appears in that movie for a minute so this race of aliens has the four elements plus a fifth to protect the earth from this evil entity fast forward to a couple thousand years and the evil entity is about to attack earth and bruce willis who is a retired special forces special forces guy driving a taxi in new york in the 23rd century finds himself with a new passenger i.e. Mila Jovovich, who is the fifth element. And it is their adventure to defeat Gary Oldman, uh, who is John baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Nice. And yeah, I still remember it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the aliens, but I can remember John baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. I don't think they, I don't remember them ever mentioning the aliens. It's in it. It probably is. It's like the, uh, they just kept referring to him as like the perfect race or something like that. Right. And then, um, so it is their adventure. Perfect beings, not the perfect race. Right. Sorry if that sounded weird and fucking, you know, I don't have a white hat of any sorts or anything like that. <laughs> um, so it's Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich with Chris Tucker and Ian Holm on a space adventure to recover the four elements and come to the realization that Lilu, uh, played by Milo Jovovich, is the fifth element to save the earth. And what role does Ian Holm play in all of this? 
Father Very, Vito Cornelius. He well, but what what is he? What function is he serving in this movie? He is a priest that has passed down the knowledge of the fi- the five elements from this ancient race of aliens. So in that first scene where the uh, in the Egyptian temple scene, mm-hmm. that's where it originates, right? That was the first priest, I think. Not then, the first one. He, he was a one in the line. A, okay, okay. And yeah, and so it gets passed down from them. So they're basically like a secret society that guards these uh, treasures and knows the language and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's basically a dying society, if you will. They're basically Sith because it's one master. I was, saying, I was literally one, thinking the same thing. Apprentice. You beat me to it. You beat me to one it. master, one apprentice. Yeah. Um, yep. And so Ian Holm, Father Vito Cornelius, happens to be the the priest at the time of the arrival of um the evil entity but uh there's a lot there's a lot packed into this movie um to say the very least yes so it does take again you know i've been watching this movie since the you know for going on 20 years now um if not more and every time i watch it you know it's something else stands out right like something else is just a little bit different it is it is a favorite movie of mine um like i said it, it is mine it too. is contained it is a contained movie it is a interesting plot it has a whole lot of you know don't ask questions like just go with it kind of plot you know which is like hey there's the four elements how like why are they stones how do they have that much power who are these radiant? Yeah. I mean, it has a great solo by a blue alien. Um, with a opera only going to appeal to people who've already seen the movie. <laughs> Once they see it, they'll be like, oh, I get what Everett was doing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a badass opera fight scene m- matchup thing. Great. It has everything you need. It's got, it's got, guns it's got space guns to be specific because it's like regular guns but on steroids and then it's got aliens and then it's got it's got titties spaceships it's got spaceships what else does it have guns guns bombs bruce willis muscles with hair bruce willis with hair not a lot but but more yeah it's literally got everything you need Mila Jovovich with orange hair. Mila's in it. In her like youth too. I wonder how old she was when she did this. Had to have been like early twenties, I'd imagine. Oh, uh, Luke Besson directed it. Uh, probably half his age is my guess for how yeah. old she was at the time. Sorry, that's a very specific joke. Uh, she was more. You're feeling people that know about the. <laughs> She's twenty. Sorry. 22 yeah that's what i figured oh wow okay bruce willis would have been 20 years her senior during that he was 42 in that movie yeah that sounds right wow yeah she was born in 75 he was born in 55 that that tracks that tracks with luke Besson's whole thing mm-hmm but that was like Bruce Willis in his prime. Like he didn't look. That's why I'm shocked that he was 42. He didn't look 42. He looked like he was like mid 30s. He had hair. Hair goes a long way. 
Trust me, it's, I don't it's have a great, it, so I, I mean, know. It's a, it's, a, it's a great job by Bruce Willis. It's a great job um, by Gary Oldman. I thought he was great in that movie. I mean, Gary Oldman's great in pretty much everything. But uh, he plays a wonderful kind of maniac head of a large corporation. Fire one million. All right, can I be a, a bucket of cold water at this point during the praise you, of this you, movie you mean normal you Continue. mean you yeah yes okay. doc, please, uh, I'm, please I'm mr asking, positive I'm go ahead to, so so to to set the stage here a little bit we have been telling brian to watch this movie probably since he and i were in middle school i I can only track it as far back as the inception of this podcast when we rec- well we attempted to record a four hour conversation that somehow didn't get recorded. That's in Jesus' hands now. <laughs> it's somewhere. It is. Anyway, they have been begging me to watch this movie forever. I'm a grown man. I-, I got obligations. I finally, finally sat down and watched it. Uh this movie made a lot of very specific choices and I watching it, I got the sense that the director went to the stars and said, all right, um, you're a Bruce Willis. You're going to play basically a former cop taxi driver. He's like, wait, so I'm playing the same roles from Die Hard? And he goes, yeah, do whatever you want. And then he went to Gary Oldman and said, Gary, I love you. You're a great actor. Just do whatever you want. And Gary Oldman says, yes, this is my opportunity to do whatever I want. That's what he did. He went to, is it Chris Tucker? Went to Chris Tucker and said the same thing. Just Chris, just um, you're a celebrity. Just be a celebrity. I think that if I read somewhere at some point that the the character Ruby Rod, who Chris Tucker plays in the movie, was originally supposed to be Prince. That was that would actually make way more sense if that's the case. That was the that was I think the first choice. The image, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they, he was trying to get away with. Chris Tucker so, at that time, I don't think was very very big yet no yeah i think this is before rush uh, hour and everything. he hit a little streak there where he would he did a few movies i remember some movie a money movie with uh charlie sheen something about cash i think i forgot what it's called but i, I remember i remember there was a, a little streak there that he did a bunch of movies but yeah that, that that tracks if um because the one image that stands out to me from ruby rod is the leopard suit that he's in it's a one it's a one just all piece. of his clothes yeah just all of his clothes in general and then really. his hair is like it's like bart simpson but like just it's platinum blonde and it's like a i don't know i don't even know how to describe it. it's like a tube in the front of his head flat top tube like it's so weird and so it's just very flamboyant um but that that stands out to me and i could see that because prince had his flamboyancy to him his his razzle dazzle his pizzazz i could totally see that being the case he was a prince was a big enough character to embody that role i the to me the movie is like eating mm, i guess like eating blue cheese 
or like a really pungent, just any really pungent cheese where sounds delicious. Yeah, I mean it pair with it, crackers. It's very it's meats? very Prosciutto? deliberate in some of its choices. It it's very Pepperoni. loud in some ways. And I didn't didn't personally care for it. It's not gonna be one of my feel-good movies, but I appreciate that you guys love it. And now I have experienced something that was formative in your young lives and that you both very much appreciate. I think you should watch this movie if what's a, what's a good analog for this movie it feels somewhere between ugh. like i'm trying to like triangulate where this movie is okay so like okay take star wars and then take um to Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newhart, the movie where Patrick Swayze is a, a crossdresser, and then I guess the third like triangulation would be, um, like maybe the original. You know what? Flash you know what it movie? is. It is a good version of Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yes, it is yeah. a good version of that. Also, Jupiter's Ascending kind Jupiter's of like that similar vibes. Yeah, the the standalone kind of big budget story all kind of rolled into one with i mean a bunch of things working for it but it is a lot i will say that it is a lot to unpack especially you, after just one watch yeah if you like weird sci-fi then you'll like this movie if you like um if you like flash gordon i think you'll like this movie if you Absolutely. like battlestar galactica and all the Absolutely. choices that that made the the movie not the, the TV, or I guess it was the original TV show, not the new one. The new TV show is like the West Wing in space. Yeah, which I like. Sure. Um, if you like, oh, I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, man, I the, the, the movie defies categorization in some ways because it's like, it's kind of a sci-fi, but it's also about like love triumphing over an, eternal evil. space over evil, evil. Over that, evil. I mean that is Brian. I mean yeah evil it is the embodiment of evil like it's dead in the movie but I will I will that is like a you were you're being cynical about it because you'd like just called it from the beginning like you're like yeah. oh love, love's gonna be the fifth element yeah, yeah. we're it's, like maybe it's I mean, but it's really not I mean it is yeah, and it like, isn't it, it, yeah. it's like a very very small touch of that like it, it literally it, at the end was was like hey we we just tell her tell her you know like it was part of it it wasn't wasn't everything like the movie doesn't revolve around that it so, revolved around Lilu. So the who is love and also the fifth element, right? Yes, the fifth element that is activated by love. Yeah, I know it's a good movie because my dad actually likes it. The fifth element, yeah, and he yeah. hates like anything like sci fi, anything yeah. like that. He's like, no, absolutely not. I don't, I don't think my dad would like it. I think it has enough action that it, it, it may entertain him. He may be okay. I don't know. He's he's weird. Like his favorite, his two favorite movies are Caddyshack and um, Saturday Night Fever. Okay, yeah, probably not then. My dad's are like anything action, like that's his shit. My dad, yeah, I mean, he, my dad watches action, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. <laughs> the story is, is that it was right after Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring came out. 
and I got the like ultimate edition back, whatever it was at that time. It was like the one that came in like the green leather case, you know, and it was like the director director's cut. So it was like an hour longer or some shit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Of already three hour movie. And, um, we were at the lake and, you know, there's no, there's only a couple of TVs at the lake, Mm. but there we had a DVD player. So we, we just ended up watching it all together. And my dad actually got into it. Like he was like, like digging on it. And like, he had to go like to the bathroom or something like that. He's like, Hey, pause it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You know, like you're, you're into it. And so we finished it, got to the end, you know, and it's them kind of looking out over Mordor and then, you know, music starts playing and he's like, wait, they don't, they don't take the ring back. I was like, yeah, I mean, they do at the end. Uh, It's, it's going to be three movies. It's three books. It's three movies. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I just sat through three hours and they didn't get the fucking ring back. Yeah. That's, that's my dad. So what I did is I looked to see movies like the fifth element. Right. And interestingly, the first one that pops up is Valerian and the planet of a thousand worlds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, which I don't agree with is Mars attacks. Um, it doesn't make really that much sense to me. Then it had Armageddon independence day, but then it started to kind of make a little bit more sense. Total recall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Stargate. I don't think I ever saw Stargate, but oh, sounds I, right. love, I love Stargate. Um, so yeah, the Stargate and then so like some other ones in here. Um, Lost in Space, which I thought was pretty similar. Um, love me some Lost in Space. The Blade Runner, actually both Blade Runners. Yep. It's like um, uh, w- there's a, there's a specific term for this type of sci-fi and I forget what it's called. Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cyberpunk. It, it, it's kind of a cyberpunk movie. It's, it's pretty close to it. Yeah. There's Johnny Mnemonic, Judge Dread. Dread, yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of that I don't really that I don't really agree with, but like Stargate I do agree with. Total Recall I do agree with. Demolition Man should be up there. Yeah, it probably is if I keep looking. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a 90s sci-fi movie, man. The Starship Troopers. Sci-fi. Yeah. Starship Troopers, oh, like uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Um, a couple of the Independence Days are up here. Demolition Man is up here. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, it is. It is cyberpunk, but it is '90s cyberpunk standalone. Good movie. It's a great, it's a cult classic. It's uh, Brian. You know, he constantly will say. He's like, I've seen the movie without seeing the movie. Like it's referenced, you know, all the especially time. by us all the time. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Guys, truly, I'm grateful that you guys like the movie. I'm grateful that the movie exists to bring you joy. It didn't bring <laughs> me joy, but that's fine. I don't like uh, certain foods and we don't all have to like the same things. That's fair. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's cap this episode out then. Um, what is everybody reading watching playing and or listening to i'm actually watching 
the and I'm not done with it, but I'm rewatching the original James Bond films, nice. starting with Doctor No. I have gotten through Doctor No from Russia with Love, and I am on Goldfinger, and I'm pretty getting pretty close to the end of Goldfinger. I need to rewatch the uh, Daniel Craig ones. So just I, for the for the new movie, I did do that, but I was having so I was able to find Casino Royale and I was able to find Quantum of Solace, but I have not been able to find what is it, Spectre and Skyfall. Skyfall, like Skyfall. for free. I mean, I can I can definitely yeah, like rented. buy them, but I'm like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured they would be pretty readily available since the new movie's coming out. They usually you look at HBO so, Max. Right? I did. Mm. That would have been my first guess. They have a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we I are mean, not sponsored by HBO Max, but please, please sponsor us, HBO Max. That would be wonderful. Just, just give us free memberships. We'll be fine with that. Yes. <laughs> so, Urban, what are you reading, watching, playing? So, Brian, I am. Uh, I'm actually watching, and I just rewatched. Demon Slayer. Have you ever seen Demon Slayer? It's an anime. It's on Netflix. It's uh, they have it sub dubbed. You can catch it on Crunchyroll as well, but uh, it's dubbed on Netflix. And so I've seen it both subbed and dubbed. Like it is one of my all time favorite animes now. And the reason I this is the third time I've seen it now. The reason I'm rewatching it is because the movie just came out, which is like. Um, it stops on essentially season one, right? It's like 26 episodes, but then the movie's going to move the story along and it's, it's part of it. Like it's canon. You know how like sometimes Dragon Ball would do movies, but they didn't, they weren't really canon and they would come back and then retcon it and all that kind of stuff. This is actually just a continuation of it. So it's uh, what is it called? It's called Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train, I believe is the full title of that. So it just came out. It's playing in select theaters. And uh, I almost went to go watch it today, but I was pressed for time. And I was like, no, I, I can't. So I'm going to save it for one of these other days. So it came out this past Friday. So yeah, that's that's what I, I literally just finished right before we started podcasting tonight. And so I love it, dude. It's it's a really good anime. If you haven't seen it, give it a uh, give it the old college try. Give it the go, man. It's it's really good. Collect Very cool. Mm-hmm. What Demon about you? Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yeah. Have I talked about Hades yet with y'all? No. All right. It's a, there's a game studio, I guess, that's called Super Giant Games. They've made, this is their fourth game. So they made Bastion was their first. Then they made Transistor was their second. Pyre was their third. And now Hades is the most recent one. They, they dropped, I think it was last year. And they're these just beautifully drawn games that all have one kind of main mechanic but the kind of the consistent theme is they're first of all they're beautifully drawn but also they have really great voice acting that goes along with it and that's the voice acting and the music is all part of the story it's this just very well composed game so the first one bastion is just about a a kid who goes around and tries to rebuild a broken world and it's kind of a like a it's like playing Legend of Zelda almost. And then uh, Transistor is a techno-punk uh, game about, I don't know, it's like a calamity was unleashed upon this world that ate up everybody. And you're having to 
uh, go around also fighting monsters. Well, Hades, I'm just fast forwarding to this one. Hades is a game about you are the son of the king of the underworld, Hades, and your whole job is to try and escape from hell. And you have to keep trying again and again. You keep dying, getting brought back, and you try again and again. And that's the part of the gameplay mechanic. It's, it's actually part of a larger um, gameplay style, or I guess a genre called a rogue-like or rogue light. And it's just a lot of fun to play. And I've been playing it for the last year. I get incrementally better each time. Um, I still get killed a bunch, but it's just a lot of fun to play. And it, it you don't really have to think about it too much. Uh, the Again, music's great. It's beautifully drawn like all the other games. I cannot recommend Super Giant Games enough. They are also not our sponsor, but man, I'd like them to be because I just think they're doing really great work. And for every single Call of Duty game that comes out every single year, you got to pay another 60 bucks and get what's essentially an identical experience to all the preceding years. Each of these games is a really great, unique experience, and they don't eat up 400 hours every year like you can you can put as much time as you want into them so hades is what i've been playing lately hmm. i'll have to check that out it's got yeah. a cool name hades yeah. just off the rip you know a little greek mythology well uh who's uh who's closing us out here guys thank you so much for joining us for this circle discussion of the fifth element i'm glad i finally got to watch it now that the guilt that I've been feeling is no longer upon my shoulders, this has been... How many, how many Ewoks would you give it? I would give it two and one half <laughs> severed Ewok. I guess it'd be a fully severed Ewok into two halves, one of which is contributing to the score. Wait, is, it, is this out of 10 or is this out of five? It's out of nine. Oh, um, four and one severed Ewok? <laughs> So that equates to like a five or a six, I think. If my math it's, is, it's a it's beam. Like one point one. I don't. Here's here's the way I'll I'll rate it. I don't walk away from having seen this movie and think I could get that time back and have done anything else with it. Like I'm I'm glad for the experience. I may never go one watch it again. <laughs> it's so funny, Trey. I'll come over and we'll watch it together. Hell yeah! I'll bring some beers, beers and pizza. I'm just saying like, yeah. And, and it's unfortunate that you didn't like it as much as you did, because I think it does. It's one of those movies that you do. It does get better with like rewatches, right? Like yeah, it's a totally, sure. for me, it's a rewatchable movie. Um, And it does, it like does help it at the end. I guess that's what cult classics are. You know, yeah. it's, it's the rewatchability of a, of a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, share, whatever podcasts do or are. Give us a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Stay nerdy, my friends. That's <laughs> so bad. Okay, let me think of something else. Stay nostalgic, my friends. <laughs> so much worse. Yeah, that did not get better. Uh, all right, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. The next one's going to be great. I need another drink. I'm out. Well, you heard Trey's drink clank.
and Brian's yawn. So you know it's time for us to head on out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.